What's up, everyone? My name is Wes, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. Today's episode, we are fortunate enough to have Blue Venus back on the show. The St. Paul hardcore band just released their second EP, Nosebleed, at the end of January. The quartet talked about how their approach to making music has changed over the past two years, what it really means to be punk, their experiences playing in the Twin Cities scene, and more. Without further ado, here's my interview with Gage, Max, Sagal, and Will of Blue Venus on the Ear Coffee Podcast. How are you doing on this Saturday afternoon? Good. We're really happy to be here. It's good cool. to see you in person. Yeah, it's, yeah. We've at least met in person a few times yeah, since the interview, yeah. which makes this a little more comfortable. But the first time we chatted, it was, I think, one of the first remote interviews we did yeah. back when the plague I first right. started. Right. Love it. Cool. Uh, oh, the memories. <laughs> um, so just so we can kind of get things off on a clear and people can kind of recognize the voices Let's just go around and do introductions. Um, hopefully people are familiar at this point, but I think just more for the, vo- the vocal association, we can uh, maybe start with okay, Max. If yeah, cool. I'm, I'm Max. I'm the drummer for Blue Venus. Uh, what are your pronouns, Max? Oh, uh, he, him are, are, are the pronouns for, for me. Yep. Cool. You have to bully cis people or else they'll never say them. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sagal. I'm the lead singer and I use they, them. I'm Gage, I'm the bassist, and I use he, him. Hey, what's up? My name is Will. Uh, I play the guitar, and I use uh, they, them. Hell yeah. Um, This is kind of just a broad introductory question, since, as I've already probably mentioned like four times, uh, we've already had you on the pod, so definitely listen to that if you haven't, and get kind of, if you want an idea for the band's origins, we're kind of going to just cover what's happened since, since it is, it has been about two years since we oh, wow. chatted last. Yeah, it feels... Not like two years. It's, oh, God. Time is an illusion. Long um, as fuck. But maybe kind of, since we'll be getting more into the music side of things, obviously, um, in the two years since May and since your first EP came out, what have y'all kind of been up to? Obviously, you have a new EP out, which we'll talk about, but just kind of fill in the gaps for the listeners out there. Um, all, all six of them. <laughs> yeah. Love you guys. Yeah, shout, shout out to all you six guys. of y'all. Um, <laughs> So in May, we dropped Nosebleed, a cute little debut demo moment. It was paper, fun. Paper cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. oops. Yeah, that's the, that's the demo one. Oh. Well, there's demos. Yeah. It's actually just called demos. Minor injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. never know what's going on, so that's sick. <laughs> um, yeah, we dropped that. And then um, we went off the grid because Max was not in the state yeah. until like September and then we did some sessions with Ear Coffee, which were pretty cool. Um, yeah. And those are like on YouTube. So go watch those and they stream are still them on and YouTube. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we went off the grid again because um, school and work and life and stuff. And then we got off the grid in August and we did started doing shows. And now we do shows like once every 700 years. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly back on the grid. Yeah. And then, yep. um, we, and then we went off the grid again because haha, Omicron. But then- yeah. But then, this is the real tea. We recorded with Abe Anderson, who does really cool production and stuff. And he dropped um, Funk Machine recently. Please go listen to it. It's yeah, really cool funk and good. Machine. You don't need a license to drive a funk machine. Yeah, literally. Right. I don't know how to drive. so <laughs> And I'm still on it. So don't yeah, go stream. That That's a very yes. thorough and I think convincing stamp of approval for anyone who's has not checked out Abe's new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's it. That kind of sums it up. We'll yeah. fill in some of those, at least on the grid moment gaps here. Um, so just kind of picking up where we left off. Uh, Paper Cut, the debut EP, um, a lot of the earliest stuff. Um, some of it was on the demo. Yeah. Some of it has obviously been part of your live set since. Um, it was the first songs y'all wrote and recorded together, which is always a really cool moment. Uh, with this hindsight that we have, how do you still think about the EP, especially since a lot of those songs have maintain a presence in the band's life and what's it been like revisiting some of those songs for gigs and for live performances practices um just kind of where your heads at with these songs that you've been working with for well over two years probably at this point yeah um we we did bring back like stuff like white and rich and petting zoo when we did the the seventh street show last month um just because we kind of realized that we had this like our biggest show so far and our set list was still not longer than like 15 minutes. So we probably <laughs> needed <fun>. to include <laughs> a few more things. Um, 
We hadn't actually played those in forever, though. I hope it didn't show too much, but... Um, I mean, based on the question, you had me fooled. This is yeah, <laughs> okay. Back at it, let's go. Well, I'm glad. Um, it's, like, cute to go back to that older <laughs> stuff, but honestly, like, we've changed a lot, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of the perspectives and, like, how we approach writing now has changed. Um, when we started, it was very kind of like a jam situation. Like, we were just like, this sounds good enough let's do it let's just go Mm -hmm. now we've like kind of refined our sound and now we kind of like have a vision and then we apply that more than like that so that's why i'm kind of leaning towards more of our newer stuff because we kind of like work through that writing process more together so yeah i kind of like uh like i mean shit it's kind of like uh it's it's a double-sided thing because with the old shit that's like nostalgic shit for us i mean at least for me at least you know and like uh it kind of like uh what was i gonna say and it's cool it's cool because we've become better like the synergy between ourselves the more longer you play with multiple people that you learn how to do it more you know like you learn you get a better chemistry as a band so the older shit sounds better nowadays than it did back then but you could also tell what's old and what's new because nowadays we actually know how to put some shit together. Like, we know, like, the structure of shit and, like, what's going on with that. Yeah, we, we did kind of start taking our time more. I think early on we kind of realized we were doing, like, a show every two weeks. So we were really, really just cranking very out songs. Times. Yeah. <laughs> very, very different times. Very, very Imagine doing a show every two weeks. Yeah, now. yeah. I could. literally. Yeah. And, like, we were, like, all... Me and Max were both in school at the time. Like, Max is out of school now. But, like, and we were working and stuff. Like, all of us were working and stuff. So, it was, like, literally there were times where, like, we would have to, like, take days off, like, every two weeks and, like, go do, like, a show or something. And it was, like, I think at a certain point I was, like, in school full time, working two jobs, practicing every week. And then, haha, see you on Friday. LOL. You know, like. Get to the gig. Yeah, (laughs) literally. Like, yeah. just bags under my eyes. Just oh. like, get to the gig, guys, please. It's like the smiling face, but, like, there's tears, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're doing sun, and you're just, like, uh, the void. Just the, literally the void. <laughs> just hay fever. Mm, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm coping, guys. I'm coping. But, you know, like, it was really different, because it's, like, we were all, honestly, we were all, like, a lot younger, you know? And it was, like, even in like the last two, th- two, two years younger. I was 19. Yeah, that I was, was like a baby. Yeah, so that was a lot younger in the last two years. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, we've aged like 70 years in the last like two years. God, yeah. I'm and sure like, there's like some actual science behind that too or mm-hmm. something. There's got to be at this point. But yeah, like it's like cute and it's cool and it's fun. But it's like, I don't know. It's really hard to identify with stuff you wrote when you're 19 when you're 22. Yeah, you know what I right. mean? So it's like, I love it and I'll always have love for mm-hmm. it and stuff. But it's like, okay, I'm kind of over it now <laughs> yeah you know? i think that's a very natural progression for most bands like mm-hmm. kind of like the stereotype you see is when like a band has like a defining hit or something mm-hmm. uh from like long ago in their career people are still like play the single or play this song and then the band is, is just depressed and they just do it anyways because other people are gonna throw beer cans <laughs> at them play creep like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> play creep radiohead <laughs> which probably aren't even a band anymore um <laughs> yeah no that, that, i think it makes sense that like having some time to kind of exist as a band without overworking yourselves um, kind of gives that space to grow as musicians and take care of yourselves at least a little yeah, bit, I hope. Exactly. Um, self-care. We, we we promote that here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. Drink, drink water, jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, Loser or else. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or else. We love you. Um, <laughs> Stay hydrated. We're yeah. really bullying all six of our listeners a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, on site. <laughs> hey, but we're really bullying ourselves too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. not me. I stay hydrated. Yeah, y'all be. Yeah, no, I gotta get some more sleep. There's I, that. I, I'm gonna the water bottle in front of me right now. So, mm, listen, listen. I drank like water before I left. See, okay, I was sure. living my best life. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hydration aside, <laughs> um, we don't want to get too into this because this is don't want to be too self-important. But uh, at least release-wise, the next thing you did was the digital and the CD release for the session that. Y'all were kind enough to do with us, which was the first yeah. session we did with our current format. Um, so it kind of just set us off on that kind of trajectory, which is we're very grateful for. Still the most poppin', most viewed session. So definitely yeah. check it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad. Two songs from the first EP from Papercut. Three songs that would end up on the new EP, Nosebleed. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Nosebleed in a moment. But the main question I kind of want to ask is that 
Y'all got to work with Solidarity Club Records, which is really cool label. I think based out of LA, LA think, yeah. Yeah, like West Coast, mm-hmm. um, to do a physical release. So I'm curious, how did you connect with uh, those folks and kind of work all that together? Because mm-hmm. that's just a it was a very out of the blue and very cool opportunity for us. Because I don't think we found out about it until it was like announced. Yeah, which is obviously we're very happy with it. it was like, oh damn, what? what? Okay, cool. <laughs> So yeah, how did that come about? Uh, they hit us up like over Twitter and we're like, hey, y'all are really sick. Like we would want to release something with y'all. Do you have anything coming up? And like nosebleed wasn't even an option because it was like still, you know, it was 2020. Like there was no chance that like we were going to be able to get into like a studio anytime soon or anything like that. So I was like, hey, we're kind of doing this. You know, this is pretty this is cool. <laughs> and they drop and they did it. And that was pretty, they like, printed out some CDs and stuff and we're like, Hey, yeah, we made these. And then they shipped us a bunch of them. And then, yeah, it was there pretty we cool. Are. Yeah. Very low key. We, that's kind of how things are with people just connecting over Twitter. It's like someone DMs mm-hmm. someone else and they're like, Hey, want to do a thing? And then the other one's like, yeah. It's like, and yeah, cool. It we're soul bonded now. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. I think there are still copies available on their web store. Mm-hmm. So there definitely are, yeah. check I, it I out if you haven't. the other day, actually. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so there's a, Large gap there, obviously, yeah. from October 2020 to January 21st of yeah. this year, which is when the EP the came void. out. <laughs> uh, there's a void where everyone, like the the only real break through the clouds, like of, of the light, were just getting to play a handful of shows. Which, um, yeah, how did those opportunities kind of come about? How did you feel about those, especially after it, a lot of people just felt weird about coming back to shows after mm-hmm. so long, yeah. spent away for very valid reasons. Um, at least I was lucky enough to catch y'all twice. So just, yeah, for Thank sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're literally in the house right now. So like, <laughs> why would I, why wouldn't we be? Um, yeah. Just to kind of talk about some of those experiences, especially with kind of the knowledge that you were at least working more immediately towards nosebleed, even if you haven't recorded it just yet. Um, and playing those songs, kind of finding the energy for those songs live as well as practice before recording. So just, I mean, you got to play with the Gully Boys, got to play a show with like Bugsy and uh, some other sick bands at Part Wolf, Rest in Piss. Um, I say that lovingly. Don't worry. Um, But just talk about some of those opportunities and just, it's must have been pretty nuts. Um, I think something cool that happened, I guess like once we started meeting up and practicing again after so long is that kind of like um, before we were very into like being punk and being introspective in that way but we were just kind of went into our more like I guess this sounds cliche but like our emotional era and I don't know I kind of appreciated that because that brought like a different raw energy instead of just being like here's very clearly what we're saying versus like how we've been feeling behind the scenes for the past year and that's why Brainworms is kind of like one of my favorite songs that I feel like came from that area of being in the void for so long and then coming back. Cause that one is just like, I don't know, very deep in that, like how we just, how all of us kind of been like feeling like without all of these things happening and just with everything going on. So I thought that was very cool. And then when we played our first show after, which I think was at that. Yeah. That was garage house show. Yeah. I, that was very, I didn't realize how much I missed doing that stuff like I knew I missed it but once we actually did it like I definitely cried because I was like I forgot how important and how big that that was in my life and after so long not doing it I just kind of like I don't know detached a little bit from it um so it was yeah it was definitely a cool way to come back back to what we were kind of doing before too and that's a more manageable sense where y'all weren't getting super burnt out hopefully yeah Mm -hmm. it feels good to do shows you know, feels good, but you know, you can't always do them because you know how the fuck the world is set up right now with mm-hmm. all this yeah. shit going on. But you know, feels good to, uh, you know, that we got to get back there a couple times, you know, during that little dip before the shit got bad again. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like the second out of how many, however many there will be like little dips where we're like, right. oh, are things right. cool again? Can we do stuff? And then, nope. <laughs> right. Yeah, America can't even figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, fun but like weird getting back into everything because it's like you kind of really notice like you have to be really kind of adamant like hey 
please wear a mask. Please be normal. Like it goes over yeah. your nose. Yeah, too, yeah. like don't be cringe. Basically, yeah. long story short, and that's like a really hard thing to like have to, because like normally it's like you know you don't really think about those things like beforehand. It was just like you just you pull up, oh, yeah. you bring your ID, you're chilling, you know, yeah. or whatever. There's mm-hmm. like less accountability. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You just show right. up almost like less need for it unless like right. you see yeah. like very immediately like happening in front of you, like someone falls exactly. over. Now there's so many other like little pieces of the etiquette mm-hmm. and for some reason like the band is responsible for that yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like weird to kind of have to be on top of things i guess mm-hmm. and it's like i talked to uh, some of my other friends that like do music and stuff and like we all kind of notice the same things and it's just like hey dude, just don't be cringe be safe mm-hmm. because if you're not safe then i'm not gonna be safe and i'm gonna have to fight you and that's not cool you mm-hmm. know i don't yeah. want to have i don't want to fight nobody i'm a pisces it's people not being on top of it then that's the reason why we're not doing shows exactly. now you feel me like yeah. you want to keep doing this in the long term just you know got to stick with the program a little bit you know yeah to take the, the slightest bit of responsibility for yourself so everyone can continue to do things mm-hmm. right right that's too hard. Yeah. And if that's a controversial stance, turn off this podcast, please. <laughs> Literally. Thankfully, everybody that like fucks with us has been like more than like on top of that type of stuff. Like everybody that's like popped out to like our shows, like at least like the shows that like have been in actual places. Cause there was a house, like the house show that we did was fun, but it was kind of chaotic a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. The cops came to that one. Three yeah. times. Yeah. Three, three times. I thought yeah. it was twice. I think it was twice. <laughs> twice during twice. Oh no, once but it during should have been a third and twice time. during us. I think. Uh, no, well it was it was twice. There was um multiple. Oh, yeah. They came once during allergen and once during us. Sorry, I've been okay. lying sometimes. I keep it ninety nine, not a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought exactly. it was twice. It was like two times during our set. We played like a ten minute set. They'd have to just like drive to, around uh, the block. Literally, I'm glad we played SPPDK when they pulled up. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm glad that one. Was Fun on fact: that, that wasn't going to be the first song we played. Yep. But we said you're like yeah. yeah we we, we kind of yeah, 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 that's my favorite one. It'd be like. Yeah, facts. And it, yeah, also too, it was just like channeling into the energy because everyone else was feeling like frustrated, I guess. Aggie as hell. Yeah, yeah. which we all right. felt. So we were just was like, just yeah, like we noise d- complaints or something? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> it's like Same old ass neighbor. Literally. And it's like the people that ran that venue because it's like, that's like a house that like, you know, because I go to Hamlin and those are like a lot of my friends. I think like Kate Milanifi stay out there. Oh, was that? Yeah, yeah. Motel. Motel 420, right. Also rest in piss. Also rest in piss. Respectfully. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, like, because I had been to that house before and there were like, there were like mad parties out there like a couple years ago. Like not really much anymore, obvious, obviously. I, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like when I was like a freshman and sophomore in college, like the neighbors were like aggy kind of, but they weren't like Aggie like that before, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like oh, probably like two years of marinating. Though. Right. Right. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what it was. Honestly, uh-huh. they, they've been in the deep fryer for way too long. Literally, yeah. the yeah. pressure cooker. We're, yeah, we're allowed. It's also like seven p.m. Though, like not even. It was literally like oh yeah, hardly. It was like yeah. bright as hell. Right. I feel like it was. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, yeah, it was like smooth, like six yeah. six thirty. They're just yeah. waiting for an excuse yeah. to do it. Probably. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, at least the other two shows didn't have yeah. a loose right. presence. Fortunately. Literally. Cause uh-huh. it's like shit like that stresses me because it's mm-hmm. like our audience is like you know really like black and brown and really like queer and trans and stuff and that's like yeah. just not safe i don't yeah, know nah. like that just sends me like that's not a good thing please yeah. there's just that additional layer of yeah and it's nerves like, and anxiety again like literally I, valid reasons <laughs> and it's like literally just like the neighbors are being aggy i hate people that's like their first instinct is like i gotta call the police yeah like, right. right why can't you just come out and just yeah, like right. talk to us because we'll be more than accommodating yeah like, literally yeah. Well, just they, be normal it's like it's just people in their early 20s normal, there's nothing yeah. To be afraid of. yeah there's a lot of like okay like one thing on the less like happy to be here energy um there's a lot of old toxic house show like culture mm-hmm. that i see people are still trying to like kind of bring back because it's what existed before yeah Mm. but it needs to not exist now honestly people just don't know what to do since they went so long without having access to this they're like well i guess we should just recreate the status quo right right? Right. instead of like trying to update like literally anything right it's like i i get it like you want to just be able to go to shows again but like they weren't safe before so why not take this very obvious opportunity to try to make them at least slightly safer now and make those steps of improvement, not just kind of doing what you're saying. We're just exactly. resting on their old ways and putting people in harm's way, literally. 
One thing I liked about Motel 420 is they always like made you like RSVP. Like you weren't mm-hmm. allowed to just like show up, mm-hmm. which was really bad. And they were like, are you vaccinated? Yes or no? Like prove it, you know? Because mm-hmm. like I went to a house show one time and I'm not going to name names because I'm a good person and I'm seeing the pearly gates someday. We appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I went to this show once and they like, they took my $5, but they didn't ask for my vaccine card at all mm-hmm. ever. And I was just like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. super spreader, like yeah. slay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a whole system. They already had everyone like a in a line. Right. Yeah. Like, if you got everybody lined up already, ask for the card too. It takes yeah. like two it, seconds. No, literally. Come on. Literally. Bare minimum. And this was like in the fall when it was just norms to mm-hmm. do that at that yeah. point. So yeah. I don't know what the... I don't, no. I don't know about all yeah. that. I'm too grown for this. <laughs> I don't know about all the this. The only house show I've been to besides the one that literally we threw that wasn't really a house show is like, we're going to let like 20 people in. So it's not weird for the bands. Yeah. Um, was kind of similar situation where like, give us your five bucks. Mm-hmm. And most people aren't masked no one was checking vax cards and i mean like this was also kind of like in the fall like early winter where pre-omicron mm-hmm. i think we might have i literally think we're talking this, about the same yeah, show it's the same place it's yeah. literally the exact same venue mm-hmm. well i'm glad we feel the same <laughs> yeah i'm not surprised <laughs> honestly like the most positive experiences i feel like we've had at house venues are like the venues that take that stuff kind of seriously because mm-hmm. yeah. like you know, like growing up, like going to like house shows, everything was always super, super casual. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it being that casual and no one taking responsibility or organizing has actually created a, a hand in creating some of like the mm-hmm. weird toxic shit that would happen. Yeah. So I think like, like, um, I don't know if this place is around anymore, but like the murder trap. Oh, like, yeah. That was, yeah. Sorry, this they was closed. obviously, yeah, they closed. Yeah. That was obviously before like COVID and all that. But like, I remember they were just very on top of it, very organized. And I feel like, Honestly, even though it might not sound very punk rock, but like that, I feel like that's how it should be. Mm. Yeah. I think it's more punk rock to not be cringe, to be honest. Like, to be honest. Yeah. Like, taking something seriously is very punk rock, actually. Mm. Yeah, I'd love when you can tell. Previously now, but especially now. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Love when you can tell a venue is run by adults who act like adults. Yeah. Yes. That's a fact. Instead of like a freshman who's just like, I like house shows. And then they just get hurt. PTSD. Oh my God. (laughs) The worst thing about house shows is that you could have a room full of creeps vibing out to a song called Fuck the Creeps. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. And they'll be like, this is my song. That's my friend. Like, it's like, bro. That's my bestie. You ought to listen to them, bro. Mm -hmm. Take their advice. Take the hint. Stop being a creep. Uh, Like I said, I was lucky enough to see couple of the shows and yeah. it sounds like that energy influenced how y'all went into nosebleed especially recording with abe um i'm just gonna keep saying it because if you haven't listened or bought it i mean there's a band camp friday coming up but mm-hmm. they wait on february 4th but if not uh nosebleed is out now came on the 21st um it i think it feels like a very natural continuation but also evolution for the band where it's still kind of the same kind of overarching formula of kind of like some like kind of tongue in cheek and humor kind of to almost like create some there's natural like relatability but also just like not negating the politics and the actual like emotions behind the songs which i think is always really cool in a hardcore band can kind of funnel those two things together um it's mostly some older songs uh, at least that have not been released yet but have y'all have been have written or at least been working on for quite some time Plus at least a couple ones that are new to listeners, new to me. Um, uh, first and foremost, SPPDK is probably the oldest song on there. Because I think no. that... Is no. Number, number one fan. Number one fan is actually from... If you go all the way back to Paper Cut, I believe number one fan is I on don't that. Think it, is I, it not? No, no, it's not on but there. But we performed it at our first show ever. But yeah, we, we did. did perform it yeah. at our yeah. first yeah. show. Okay, yeah, that's an old one. You did it with our session. I don't think it had been released yeah. before that. Mm-mm. The first okay. one we made was White and Rich, but number one fan might have probably been number two or three, you know? Like okay. it was like up there in the early. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, you know, now it's kind of got the more shine to it because, you know, mm-hmm. it's in this I newer actually form. I love that song. It's, yeah. 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 it's a classic. I, it's a classic. Yeah. Kind of continuing what you were saying, Gage, about just like kind of the new way the band has been approaching songs. With these two songs that have been in the band's kind of like world for quite some time, how did you kind of take that new approach that you were kind of finding for, especially for the actually newer songs, but also for just kind of revitalizing these songs that have you've been working on for a while? 
um, especially with SPBDK and I guess even since it's even older, number one fan, how did that kind of mindset and different approach to songwriting and arrangement, how you put songs together, how did you kind of mix those two since you'd been working on these songs for so long? Um, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it was honestly like, it was really natural. Like we were like kind of just like, oh, when we came back to it all, we were kind of like, here's kind of what we remember. Here's like the songs that we wrote before we um, disappeared into the abyss. <laughs> and then um, like wanted to go back to, because we actually wrote like SPPDK. It was like a draft kind of mm-hmm. yeah. and we were writing it literally when i was like sick with like basically proto covid in like <laughs> february 2020 and um so we didn't really it didn't really have like an opportunity to like be really anything mm-hmm. for a while so it was kind of like here's an idea we want to show yeah. our friends this idea you know because like our band was still like really really baby at the time yeah. you know so it was kind of just like you throw shit on band camp and are like here check it out please yeah check right. it out it's pretty fun and cool you know so then um we disappeared into the abyss for 750 years because yeah. max went back was, to we actually didn't know max was going to come mm-hmm. back yeah literally the, that's that was a PDK was the last thing we did before i went back home because um covid had reached the us at that point it was like march 2020 and mm. uh my parents were like hey we want to take you home for spring break and then i went home for spring break and then by the time Six spring break later. was over, um, it was <laughs> the floodgates had opened. no longer safe to travel. Yeah. And so I ended up in, back in Montana till like September. Yeah, uh, August. September. I September? remember because I was oh crying and throwing up the whole time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Missed you. I missed you too. Um, but yeah, no no band shit occurred during. Well, actually, no, we, we released Paper Cut during that. So. And it, we did an interview. We were actually. Yeah, we actually we stayed pretty yeah. active. I forced yeah, you to be productive. I yeah. had like the whip ready, like. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything but actually yeah. making music and doing shows. Like we did some shit during that time. Like it was kind of the time. Yeah. I, feel I mean, like that's part of being a band. Yeah, honestly. you know, all the shit besides the main part, right. which is like the actual the music aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know? The fun part. That was yeah. kind of like the business the side of things, part. you know. <laughs> and also, like it's crazy. Like you know, we're we're a band that's been around for like just like a little bit over two years, but it's been a crazy fucking two years. Yeah. For that yeah. to have been the two years, it's been like a decade, but mm. a, in two years, you know, yeah. like all the different shit that's happened. It's a lot you know? of events. Yeah. Covered right. a lot of the bases that bands maybe don't get to during the first yeah. two and a half years of their existence, right. which is maybe not one of the potentially more positive things that everybody kind of being stuck has mm-hmm. in, like allowed bands to work on a lot of the other stuff that maybe they wouldn't have prioritized in favor of the, as you said, the fun stuff, like actually recording mm-hmm. uh, writing playing shows um and kind of just be like i said being able to cover all the bases with number one fan specifically kind of since that is the oldest song how did you end up wanting to bring this song back and put it on the ep and maybe just talk a little bit about how it's grown and how you initially approached it and just tell us the story of that song um i think wh- i think why number one fans like was the only one that stuck through all of that is because I think something we really enjoy is I guess like catchy riffs and just like shut up, play ball that mm-hmm. like when we like figured once we like put that together, we were just like, wait, that's cool. Just to have like something punchy and catchy and just like something like people can sing along to mm-hmm. scream um, along to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would even argue to like even some pop element as mm-hmm. well. And just like structuring it more like that than like the okay. stereotypical, like, Hardcore, we're just going to yell and yeah. keep yelling and, and there shit. There might be a breakdown. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think like that song, like I guess like looking back at it now, that one was kind of a breakthrough mm-hmm. writing process because honestly, everything after that song, like the songs that we've kept, we, they all have like that like the catchy, poppiness. yeah, like that mm-hmm. poppy, yeah. like catchy chorus thing. So mm-hmm. I think that's why we, that one's like still here. And that's like, I think that one influenced all the other ones that came along because yeah. I think after that, because SPPDK was definitely written after that, and that still follows that similar format. I was just thinking that, like it's with the, like the chorus and just right. part that people can either like sing, shout along yeah, to. It's the it's the call and response. It's like mm-hmm. all the way back, way beginnings of music. The shut up, play ball, and then SPPDK does the same thing with the Fuck Twelve and then the little drum fill. And that's also the crowd yeah. movers, you know, like when people listen right. to it, that's yeah. the one. If you look out at the crowd, then people will really that 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 guy's the most movement because right. that's just mm-hmm. like a human instinct. Also, too, no, it pairs well with your performance. 
Because yes. you're yeah. very interactive with Absolutely. the crowd. Yep. You know what I mean? So I feel like that was also a natural thing for you to do on stage. Too. Yeah. I think there's like the shot that I think Joe took at like the part wolf show where you're like you're holding the mic out <laughs> over the audience. Yeah. Like that's I'm not even very re- taking very much taking advantage of the, was like, I'm not the here. song structure and <laughs> this is a great picture. Yeah. I'm not even real. Stop. <laughs> I'm not even a real person. Never been a boring show. But yeah, that was really fun because it was like that's something that I've kind of noticed a lot. Like, and I noticed it when we came back actually at that Motel 420 show when we played SPPDK live, I think in front of people for the first time. Like actually as a like finished the final song. Version. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we finished it, like for the first time, it was like literally there were people like yelling at me, like play ball. And I'm just like, I want to kiss you guys. Like, thank you. <laughs> like, nice. you know, so it was really cool. And especially like songs like that, like the call and response stuff, like Max actually like wrote the lyrics for number one fan. Yeah, like it we, act- we kind of went backwards on that one. We did. I, I wrote, wrote the drums. lyrics and Cycle wrote drums. <laughs> exactly. So. Oh my God. I yeah. do remember that actually. Yeah, we traded. <laughs> the switcheroo. I th- did the drum part came first or the lyrics um, came first? Oh, you know, wait. I think the lyrics actually came first because remember, yeah. what, remember the story, like what happened earlier that day, and then oh! we remember we were talking about it, and then we were like, we should write about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, context. Um, there was a scandal at my school where um people at on the hockey team were saying the n word and stuff. Oh, so yep. Lamau is someone who went to Edina. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> As someone I went to Richfield, I hated you guys. I I was just, I'm like, I'm from Minneapolis. I just want to go to theater practice. <laughs> <laughs> so why, simple. why is everybody Love throwing it. cake at each other? <laughs> wow, classism. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, that was, I remember we were like talking about that. And yeah. then we were like, I think we were also talking. And then that transitioned to like how, like the history and how fucked up like sports are mm. with that, like all mm-hmm. of just everything. And I like, yeah, and then we were just like, we're going to write about sports, even though none of us play sports ever. <laughs> I, I don't know what y'all mean. I'm like a Sigma Alpha Chad. <laughs> Athlete. Yeah, literally. I'm Varsity, an Olympian. No. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Mm, I'm Michael Phelps, like in a athlete. costume. So kind of touching back with SPBDK and also Am I Punk Yet? Um, those are two of the songs on the CP that are very clearly aimed at like I guess more human targets a very tangible targets versus like mm-hmm. the idea of sports maybe or like the right. idea of our pandemic experience and kind of coping with that um, and those are also two of the songs that I think people can get really fired up for at shows it's a very immediate thing to latch onto, especially with kind of the community and the I always feel weird saying fan base because we're all just people trying to right. just do our thing the homies the, the, the homies yeah. yeah yeah like the people that are at Blue Venus shows definitely connect with that especially um, so especially with regard to Nosebleed versus since I know SPBDK is older, um, talk a little bit about those songs and kind of how you were able to bring them together and maybe use some of that live experience to kind of energize them as you finalize them for recording. Because I think they do retain some of that live energy when you listen to them, but always, obviously with just the type of music Blue Venus makes, it's always going to be better live. Um, but we'll take an EP. We'll, we'll, <laughs> so... Yeah, nice. just with those kind of two songs that I, for some reason, categorized together in my brain. Uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about those. Those came out, those came together actually within like the same like three weeks. Like those are very okay. much like siblings, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because like um, the main thing about them is like the main thing, the way they changed is they honestly, they got faster and they got angrier. Yeah. <laughs> like, because um, there was a lot going on with especially like police presence within the last like two years, you know, and stuff, which, you know, St. Paul Police Department, if by any chance you are listening to this, I hate you. Yeah, what? what nope. Stop. Yeah. What are you doing? I hate you. What, why any- are you listening to this? Facts. <laughs> literally. This hate- is not a safe place. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I s- did not forget August 7th. I hate you guys. <laughs> you will not stop my shows. Facts. Don't. You know? Don't do it. Um, But the main thing is like they just got faster because like we just honestly got like angrier and like we were in the house all the time. So we were like going feral and like mm-hmm. foaming at the mouth and stuff. So it was really fun to like make those faster because like people like to hit each other when they go faster. <laughs> I also got better at playing faster. So. Yeah. Your mind is so We powerful. all got better, Max. Yeah. You did. Nice. Yeah. That's what happens when a band plays together for a few years. Nice. I can scream really loud now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like those songs, especially like they kind of got especially energized like Honestly, especially with like, am I punk yet? Like people like, 
especially like in the pandemic, like politically, a lot of people showed their ass, yeah. you know, <laughs> which was really kind of funny to watch. So it's just like, oh, oh you've been clowns this whole time, this whole right, time. It's right, like, I could, right, yeah. you know, like when you can tell, but you don't want to say nothing because right. nobody said nothing yet. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be like the person that's like, oh, like, what if there's like the 1% chance I am wrong? And yeah. then I'm right. the asshole. Literally, because it's like, I don't yeah. want to look like a dick, you know, so it's like. I'm not really trying to be mean. I am trying to be mean, but I don't want to look mean, you know? <laughs> but like a lot of people show their, like showed their ass and stuff. So it's just like, oh, y'all really thought this was just aesthetics for real. Mm-hmm. Y'all really aren't about it. Right. So that kind of like inspired when we got back together, it was kind of like, we were a lot more like, wow, people are clowns for real. So it kind of inspired us to make it like a little bit more emotional. Also, mm-hmm. like I wasn't sick. So, cause Fair. when we came up with those songs, like I was- sick like super sick like could hardly talk and um i worked at the mall of america at the time so oh, oh sorry i yeah. thank you <laughs> um but yeah so you know it was like a lot easier to make them more how we wanted them to mm-hmm. be at the time but when we didn't have like literally the facilities for that yeah, you yet. just kind of were able to work on and create the means also just like naturally mm-hmm. were able to create the songs and make mm-hmm. them how you wanted to from the get-go because okay. we have like the skills for that now because yeah. we didn't at the time Growth. as much wow yeah, we love to see it <laughs> i think we also talked too also on that because we reflected a lot on like our intent and what we wanted our impact to be and i think we talked a lot about how like songs like that and like messages like that need to be more prevalent in this hardcore scene because a lot of the hardcore scene around here is not friendly to those ideals which mm-hmm. makes no sense um and a lot of like, there's some really cool punk bands here, but there's some really weird punk bands here. <laughs> and it's like, it feels like two very distinct groups. Like there's like bands that I feel like in theory, we should be playing with them. But like when you meet their vibe and you know what they're kind of about, you realize that's not the vibe. Like you're so. in the same like kind of created scene, right. like, like the same like mm-hmm. genre, quote unquote, right. for, like in the, for the very reductive sense. But then there's also just like zero overlap besides that. Right. It's like, stop trying to force so, us to work together. Yeah, we're not <laughs> right. friends. Yeah, you exactly. I mean, so the type like, of music that like we make, it's always, that type of whole style of music has always been about fucking, you know, the shit that's going on in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always Literally. been about, you know, you you, you got to you gotta stand for something. This is what the fuck we stand for, you know? And mm-hmm. if you standing for that other shit, the type of people that we talking about in Am I Punk Yet, they fuck you. We're going to make that known and shit, you know? Yeah, it's it's just kind like of, taking that space, you know. Right. Yeah, you it's know? almost like ironic. We gotta make them look dumb. Yeah. Yes. We gotta make you look real stupid, and then everyone will think like, "Oh yeah, that is kind of dumb that you like that. That is kind of dumb that like you're a fucking Trump supporter or like you're some here. type of. Yeah. Or are you still supporting Mitt Romney or whatever the fuck for some <laughs> yeah. reason? You gotta feel a little stupid about that, and you gotta have people looking at them like, "Oh, they are stupid." Mm-hmm. If you like, or like, if if you fuck with the cops, or you're neutral about them. You got to feel stupid about that shit because yeah. look mm-hmm. at the fucking world we live in. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, how fucking stupid do you got to be to even not even see certain shit, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's got to be on purpose and you got to feel dumb about that shit. And then, know? like, occupy the same space right. as yeah. all those people. You're like, finished, just, yeah. yeah. As no, the people like, that are very yeah. vocally anti that or even yeah. just like the people that are anti that and also suffering from these things that mm-hmm. they are against because dumb they're opinions. suffering from them. Yeah. Dumb opinions are not just opinions. A lot of times, yeah. you know, the the things that you put out in the world, they have a real world impact that's mm-hmm. beyond just people thinking shit or people having an opinion, mm-hmm. you know? This isn't just like a song a that impact. you wrote because you wanted to write a song. This right, is a song know? fueled by the world yeah. the world yeah, you and your know? life experiences. Sometimes I feel like some people hear our music and they think we're trying to be edgy and we're really not. Like these are all the things that we really believe yeah. and we're saying right. with mm-hmm. our chest. Like I think mm-hmm. some people are like, "Oh, haha, yeah, that's cool." But like, oh, punk no, we're band making is a anti-cop. It's like, no, they literally are as yeah. they should be. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think like people sometimes get like, some people are really bad at understanding satire, and that's like mm-hmm. a really thing that I've like noticed with like, especially like playing shows again, and you'll have like, you know, the casuals like. Sorry, the normies. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. But they'll be like, wow, that was really intense. And like, that you was You guys are so- loud. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, wow. Like, no, please. I will like, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> well, it's like weird because it's like yeah. very raw and vulnerable. Yeah. Like the topics there. And then someone just being like, that was intense. Like, what does that mean? It's like, you know, <laughs> the world is intense, that's, that's like backhanded. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This yeah. is reflection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like they don't really get that it's like a like a satire you know it's like 
if anything, like, especially like, am I punk yet? Like, I'm sorry if you don't realize that that's like a satire, like you gotta get like a brain cell exam. Like, I'm really sorry. But you know, like like, it's like things like that where people kind of like, you know, it's very much like the girls that get it, get it. The girls that mm -hmm. don't, don't, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's fun about making music like that because it's like, it can be polarizing, but it's fun to polarize the people that you don't want around you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, make them feel uncomfortable, stress them out, make them sweat and get goosebumps yeah. and die. <laughs> I think that's definitely one of our core values is making sure. those people uncomfortable. It's so fun. Yeah. And then when they think that they're comfortable, it's like, no, you're Why would you ever think you, that? Whoosh, completely <laughs> missing the point. Everybody right. point and laugh. Yeah. You know? it, it's kind of, this is what you were saying, Will, is it almost like kind of, I like ironic or almost funny where like these bands or these people are purporting to like stand for these things and they're like trying to protect like the fact that they are either against these, like they're either like pro cop or to use that example or very mm-hmm. they're, they're neutral, whatever the hell that means. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to exist in these spaces or create music in this vein and without doing anything that the actual like music is built on, which is what being like using what, your life experiences like what's going on in the world and just kind of fueling that into the music as you do as a lot pretty much every great hardcore band has um and then there's like trump supporters who are just like what if i play uh, two riffs or like two chords and i'm a hardcore band now it's like an arsonist playing firefighter music what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> the so the two songs we have not touched on as much um from nosebleed are the two newer songs at least newer to listeners who are checking out at least online um versus seeing you guys live and that's brainworms and under the rug Mm -hmm. um when did these songs start coming about what were kind of the inspirations from them Uh, i know gage kind of talked about brainworms earlier so maybe just continue his thoughts um just talk about those kind of those newer songs and letting them match the energy of the older songs me and Gage were like kind of like because there were times where like Max couldn't show up because like you had work or something yeah. or like you were yep. there was something some type yeah, of something we, going on mm-hmm. and Will can show to practice because you know they're really busy in like their own life and have like a whole bunch of other things going on we're kind of like it's easy for like these three to be like me Max and Gage to be on the same schedule because Max and Gage live together okay, and you know like right. me and Max are dating so it's like all you know it's really easy to just mm-hmm. be like hey I'm already at your house yeah I'm literally in your basement yeah, right. I literally am like in your room right now sleeping with your stuffed animals like just chilling <laughs> right. KO'd you feel me but it's like Will is kind of like on an entirely different like wavelength you know like they got a fiance like you're grown oh damn yeah, you know I got a kid on the way shout out to my kid yeah. Yeah, shout out congratulations to your kid. hell yeah real grown era meanwhile I'm like haha Lamau like I'm playing Pokemon on my computer you know like hey. Don't don't <laughs> knock it. New Pokemon just came out yesterday. It's Literally, freaking I, sick. I want it so bad. I, I no Dylan got it. It looks super cool. I, I want to nice. be we'll here talking to this later after the podcast is over. Me and my ADHD era. Yeah, we kinda we kinda did end up like dividing and conquering lately for the mm-hmm. both the EP and practicing for that Seventh Street show. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of we I think it was It was like two and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. three. Like it was like sometimes like the instrumentals would all link up like because you know I'm in Bloomington and I can't drive and it's Mm -hmm. like you know you gotta go pick up cycle like you can't you know like it's bare far you know so it was difficult so like they would like really grind instrumental stuff which was honestly like really clutch because it made for like a lot of like improvement on that front so it made it like really like instrumentally tight Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm And then, like, for songwriting, like, me and Gage would, like, link up sometimes because, like, you know, he's, like, one of my best friends. So mm-hmm. it's, like, we would already just be, like, hanging out, getting coffee, yeah. you know, being quirky and cute or whatever. And, <laughs> and like, I would be, like, oh, hey, how about we write about this? You know, like, here's something that's been on my brain. I've been um, staring at the walls for the past six months while my boyfriend has been in, a, in Montana, you know? Like, let's, you know, talk about, like, how brain damaging like this pandemic has been and i think like i see a lot of i see like some other songs popping out like that lately as well because it's like you know like russian doll by gully boys of like Mm -hmm. the you know just kind of coping with the pandemic brain damage and i think that that's like a really overarching theme that a lot of people especially like Mm -hmm. who were doing a lot and doing a lot and doing a lot and then it went quiet Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that that was like a really without any preparation, oh, you're yeah. just kind of like cut off from all your support systems. You're like, well, yeah, guess I'll die. <laughs> yeah, guess I'll die. Yeah. You know, so it was like really kind of. It wasn't necessarily like inspired by that because I think we wrote we were in the process of writing Brainworms by the time like Russian Doll came out. So it was just like, wait, it's not just us. Yeah, and that felt yeah. really really cool mm-hmm. to see. So it was like, let's unpack this and like go with it more and like 
brainworms was literally just like the I just want to go home part for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't have like any of like the bridge or nothing or any different words or nothing. Like literally at a certain point, it was just me screaming into the abyss laying on the floor, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it was really kind of cathartic to talk about those things because it's like, it's weird to be personal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's really weird to just be like, oh, hey, here is how I'm feeling. You know, especially like in an environment where I kind of avoided talking about my own personal feelings. Like not like I talked about my thoughts, yeah. you know, but not like my feelings. And, and like, that was like weird. As stereotypically, yeah. like a lot of like heavier music or like hardcore is mm-hmm. more about like about the message or about mm-hmm. like the topic versus like mm-hmm. the thoughts and feelings of the people making the music. Yeah. And there's kind of that gap you have to bridge mm-hmm. to yeah. get there. And it, <laughs> it was weird to kind of spin that on its head a little mm-hmm. bit because it's like what does being in like a punk band mean, you know? And it's like, I think it's a lot more fun and a lot more interesting to be able to like outwardly talk about how you're feeling, I think, because I think that it's really easy to just kind of separate yourself from your music and just be like, yeah, this is what I believe, but Mm -hmm. it's like, is it who I am, you know? And that's like a hard thing to think about. So it was a really kind of like eye-opening moment that I had when I was like writing that song with Gage and was just like yeah no like this is kind of how it is like this is how I've been feeling let's put it to something Mm -hmm. you know and then under the rug like it kind of came from a similar sentiment because do you remember like in like 2020 where like everybody was like there was like a really big movement of people exposing like abusers Mm -hmm. and assaulters and horrible people like in the scene Uh, and stuff like I remember that yeah like last summer or the summer before actually yeah oh my god Time, time yeah. is real. We'll time it, is an illusion. Yeah. Now and again. Yeah. yeah. But like there was a lot of times where there were like um, abusers and stuff getting exposed. And there was a situation where there was somebody who was actually really close to the band and stuff who uh-huh. literally got exposed, you know, for being like a really horrible shit person. And like I was helping, you know, like some of my friends unpack that and kind of like, wow, that was shitty. Should I expose them for this? And I'm just like, yeah, you should like tell people, you know? Mm-hmm. And that person was very, very close to like the band and like to me and Max especially yeah. and to Gage as well, but I'm not gonna like, you know, spill his business or anything mm-hmm. obviously. But, you know, like it was a very, there were like people who were really shitty and really predatory and nobody knew because it was just like, you know, you don't talk about it, Lamau. Yeah, but then people like- People hide it. Yeah, <laughs> literally, exactly. So that kind of really, and then seeing like so many just like other people like in the scene just get like, hey, you are a bad, like this person is a bad person because they did this and this and this and this, you know? And it's just like the concept of like, you know, things like that getting swept under Under the the rug. rug. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So we kind of really unpacked that and we're like, yeah, we should talk about this because that was like a low key traumatic time of like a lot of people reliving like abusive shit and like, like weekly almost. Yeah, right. literally yeah. daily at a yeah. certain point. It was crazy. Yeah. And it's tough to when you find out these when people not who they turn out to be, you know, and you find out certain things about people. It's like, oh, I was around you. Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. You know, like literally. what the fuck? But like, you, you know, like when, when that shit happens, you know it's gonna happen. You know, because you yeah. know a lot. There's a lot of bad people in this world. You know, there's a lot of people that uh. You know, doing the wrong things and mm-hmm. that type of shit got to, you know, be addressed at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. It all comes it out moving. eventually. Yeah. It's just, it's fucked up. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't do that type of shit if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. I would we're going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's would, an actionable threat. <laughs> literally. And I think it's like, it's really good and important to like have, be able to facilitate a scene <clears throat> to have those kind of conversations and stuff because like, anything that can make people who have dealt with that type of shit like feel acknowledged and like welcomed and understood you know i think that that's really important and not in danger literally and literally immediate sense precisely literally like they don't get like backlash or nothing like that like or hurt for coming out with that story and like those like you know your experience in it so it's like it's really hard to i don't know i think it's really important to facilitate a scene like that because i know like people who have like been completely turned off from like the Minnesota scene because of like literally they're traumatized from mm-hmm. like people who have had platforms in this scene before and, and stuff. Sometimes continue to have platforms. Yeah, sure. literally. That's yeah. why it's so important to you know get that shit. You know to, to do something about it. You know, don't mm-hmm. just like act like it's not going on. 
Cause then you fuck it up in the long yeah. run, you know. With anything, if you if you don't acknowledge it, it just anything in general. If you don't acknowledge the yeah. problems that's going on, then the thing's just gonna come crashing and burning to the ground, and mm-hmm. people are gonna get hurt in the process. Yeah. You feel me? So, I just I don't know. I just want everybody to like have a platform to be able to talk about those things safely and stuff. So that's kind of why mm-hmm. like under the rug it was a really important song because it was like yeah, this was like. This was stuff that happened like really close to us. And then it was also happening on a bigger scale, like around, like literally around the world and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it was like kind of all coming out at once. So it was like, yeah, let's make sure that this is being um, talked about because this is very important, mm-hmm. you know, so. Okay. To segue kind of poorly out of that <laughs> okay. very honest yeah. and real discussion, which thank, yeah. which was, I think a good, obviously good information. Hopefully people again, take note of that and just are already are on that same page. I would imagine and hope. Um, but for this EP, you got to work with, uh, an actual outside producer. You got to work with Abe Anderson, who is kind of a almost super producer here in the cities in, in Minnesota. Shout out to Abe. Love that guy. I'm going Love feral. We're, we'll edit this up, but we're literally going to record with him about Ooh. an hour. <laughs> but after oh, wow. Nice. Um, we're not actually recording anything. We're just hanging out, but everybody else is. That's fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So just talk about the experience of bringing these songs to, someone who wasn't in the band and kind of bring it, I guess I'd say a higher fidelity to Blue Venus because it was kind of like that very yeah. kind of scrappy lo-fi mm-hmm. uh, recording style. And then, but like still the songs and like the message, I guess carried through that, but now it's been kind of lifted up by the increased production. You can actually like hear what everything is going on, which is much more akin to the experience of seeing the band live. Um, so just, yeah, talk about this experience and kind of getting, to sharpen these songs up and make sure they're ready to go for this opportunity and kind of getting it out there because that's what people are listening to when they're checking out the EP. Uh, so uh, we got our money up. We're not using phone yeah, demos no right. more. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so yeah, like we, um, I literally just like on my personal account, I was just like, hey, yo, who produced? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, and literally everybody and they mama tagged Abe, Abe literally. Yep. So I was just like, <laughs> hey friend so here's kind of the vision we have this going on we want to do this 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 and this and he was just like fuck yeah let's do it he came to our practice space we conversated a little bit figured out what we were gonna do and stuff like the energy and everything um the day comes it was like some it was like some random tuesday in december and we drove out to fucking Afghanistan, like the middle of fucking nowhere. Cannon Falls. Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon Falls. Siberia. Yeah. Shout out to Casey's general store. Yeah. <laughs> for real. And so we went out there and it was like, it was really funny. Like the in the group chat, we were just like, Ayo, if you're irritated when you're getting in there, you're gonna sound better when you do it. And so Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. What were we? Everyone was pissed that morning. I don't know what was going on. Nobody slept. I think yeah, oh, no. right. Like nobody yep. slept good. Mm-hmm. I was actually doing good, but yeah, I just didn't say I was doing good because then I was making everyone else feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it was yeah. I'm you're like the happy virus, like the sunshine of the group. Like, the happy I try to virus, bring, I try yeah, to like bring in a good way. You know, it's like it's contagious. <laughs> you know, it's the contagious thing that's good. What do you call that? Happiness. Yeah. Okay. A feeling. Yeah. Emotions. Yeah. But you laugh. You know. Yeah. Okay. I try yeah. to, I, I just try to say some funny shit sometimes because mm-hmm. you yeah. know it's always a good thing to do. Because mm-hmm. I have like angry, like brooding lead singer disease where I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so <laughs> upset. I did not have my coffee this morning. I hate everything. I hate everyone. We're driving out to Gun. the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We we did get coffee though. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was metaphorical coffee. Yeah. yeah, but when I when I pulled up and it was just like, hey, we're outside, and I'm just like, ugh, you know. Yeah. So we drove out there and I was like, just like kind of ready to do it. And then Abe was so welcoming. It was just like, hey guys, how are y'all doing? Like blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, it was good. And then, so we did the instrumentals first and that took up like almost the entire time. I'm not going to like drag y'all or anything, but I was literally sitting there just like. Yeah, no, it was pretty hilarious to see the comparison between us trying to do everything. And then like that shit took like fucking hours. Yeah. And then you hop on the fucking mic and it's just fucking over in like (laughs) Like fucking 27 seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) The issue with our little divide and conquer strategy was um, we kind of remembered things as being 
longer or shorter than they they actually were. So there was a lot of wait, was that was that six bars or eight that that part <laughs> yeah. was supposed to be? It was a great learning experience for like really like you know like really just trying to figure out like how to because like at least for me. I like just go with the like when I first started doing this shit. I like this is like the first time I had been in a band and like playing music with like other people like as a unit, you know. Like I had made music, but I hadn't really done this type of like playing the guitar and there's other people doing shit. So my whole way that I'm going after shit is okay. So when I hear that part, then that means I do that, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hear that part if it's just the instrumental part. So you know, I had to really learn how to count and all that shit. I think it was a great growth experience, you yeah. know, to really do that shit and then you know get that experience so that the next time we go in a studio type of environment and we do yeah exactly you know we know Mm. what to do it's almost immediately like a fish out of water situation if you've never recorded before Mm -hmm. like in a legitimate studio where Uh it's just like suddenly like everything is like more complicated (laughs) yeah and it was like for me at least because you know i don't really do much instrumental stuff at all because like i i I sing i sing my little songs you know and um they I was really kind of just sitting there. Like I was in this like little stool already irritated. So I was just like stewing in your anger, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going insane, you know? And I was just like, Oh, it's like this. And then like, they would be like, I don't remember it like that. And I'm just like, well, try it and I'll sing along and let's see how it works. And then mm-hmm. I was right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah. So like, thankfully, like it made it a lot more smoother. Like once kind of like, the number stuff because I'm really bad mm-hmm. at numbers. I go off mm-hmm. of like vibes because you know I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pro vibe. So, um, yeah. So it made it a lot easier. And Abe was like really, really like chill about it. You know, mm-hmm. and was just like, yeah, no, of course, like take as many time as you take as much time as you need yep. and stuff like that. And like if you need to figure it out, like do as much as you want. And like he like fucked with it heavy. You know, like he was really like down to like kind of hang out in our chaos with us and yeah. i thought that that was really cool and nice and then i got on the mic and did it all in in 10 minutes so um, <laughs> Legit. That, that's kind of why i was like a little bit antsy during the instrumental stuff because it was just like come on i want it to be my turn you know like yeah. the anxiety of just like i want to get it over with two guys yeah you know so it was really fun and it was really um like formative for us i think and i think it made it a lot because we usually did a lot of stuff like within the blue venus unit mm-hmm. you know yeah, before exactly. us yeah and it was really like vulnerable and fun to like open up to somebody else and be like hey we want to do this and then he like made it happen and was really really sick about it so please if you are in the minneapolis area please go record with him because he is cool and fun and nice yep. and cool. also does a really good job yeah, yeah. and also slays yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Go go hang out. Uh, Abe the drummer on Instagram and Abe the drummer one on Twitter. So go um, hang out with him and stream Funk Machine or else. Yeah, check out Abe's solo music as well. Yes. On top of yeah. if you're in a band, you, yeah. you probably already know. You probably already worked with him. That's yeah. that's how kind it is. <laughs> He's the guy. Yeah. So it was really fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, this is kind of a out there question. Um, mm-hmm. I had a, a note, and I think I might have asked you about it when we talked. A while ago, two years, um, you had the the idea of working on and recording an album versus mm-hmm. just another EP. It was initially planned you were going to record probably pre at the time pre pandemic, and what ended up happening obviously was not allowed to happen. Yeah, um, is an album still like an eventual like future goal or hope, or have you all found that you kind of operate best with just the format of an EP and just the more like kind of concise and to the point releases and like five songs that's all you need to kick someone on their ass and if you had like 10 songs that's maybe too much but i want to hear your thoughts like is that still something you maybe want to do or are you kind of just comfortable with and you found that the ep kind of in other formats work best for the band and behoove you the best i kind of like the eps fast more because it's like it's a lot more i feel like after a certain point because our songs are like really really short you know so it's like and they're really fast so i feel like it's kind of like i don't know i feel like if it was a full album it would be like a bit like okay girl we get it you know Mm -hmm. so i think it would be really cool to kind of just do eps maybe god willing inshallah down the line like if we want to like do a little album moment but i don't think that that's like kind of our vibe right now i don't think 
I think like Nosebleed was actually supposed to be an album, but then we yeah. found like songs that we liked a lot, a lot, a lot, and we wanted to focus on the English on those and like shelve the older stuff, like yeah. and just kind of like you know focus more on the either newer stuff or the stuff that you still had that connection with. Yeah, like we go through eras, older. you know. <laughs> right, That's right. kind of like what I call it, like the paper cut era, the nosebleed era, yeah. the flop era, in the <laughs> in the sense that we weren't doing anything. Yeah, you know. Like that's kind of just how it's been, at least like from my perspective. So I think it's mm-hmm. been pretty cool to just like, I don't know, have like little short like bursts of like, hey, here's what we sound like right now. Here's what we sound like right now. Here's what we sound like right now. And just kind of like mm-hmm. go through, like I think it flows, you know, like just kind of like a upwards slope, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I would, well, I would love to do an album, but I would just want to have it be album type of music, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it would have to be like, if everything was kind of like in the same type category as like a, like a fucking under the rug and like a brain worm and shit, and it was like that type of category. Mm-hmm. And like, if we had like a bunch of songs like that, which is the thing about us is we don't have like a shitload of songs. Yeah, we, we got like a, more songs from album. Yeah, we got our classics, you know, we got uh you know, newer ones. We got our ones that are old, but I wouldn't call them classics. You know, we got like the whole variety, but <laughs> the it's forgotten the, hits. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it's a short list, so we just got to expand it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy because when we used to play certain songs, then they just became a whole different song. So really, it's a few songs when you yeah. think about it. Mm-hmm. Just nice. the same growing and evolving the songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're kind of like as a band, we kind of just tend to move. Like it just like very much. If it happens, it happens. You know. And it's kind of like, okay, this is the right time for us to come back because we all feel it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we're ready to do this right now, you Mm -hmm. know? And then when we're kind of like, if any of us aren't feeling it, like if we're really, really busy, like we're all still friends and stuff, you know? So it's like, we can shelve it for a little bit and come back to it. And when we Mm -hmm. come back to it, it sounds a lot more different than when we first left it off in the first place. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's really easy to kind of, for us to go through eras. But I think when, I think our like our breakdown-y, hardcore-y era might go a little bit longer because I think that this is a comfortable and happy place for us right now. Like just like, haha, this is heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's so yeah. fun. Yeah, fast fun kicks people's asses. It's just impactful too, you know? That's yeah. like where it really is mm-hmm. the platform to say certain things, you know? I think that ends it on a pretty good note. Um yeah, so in case you haven't realized from the fact that we're kind of bashing you over the head with it, but with good reason, Nosebleed is out now. It's available anywhere. Uh it's on Bandcamp. I believe the band has some merch as well. So yep. Definitely support oh, them there. Yeah, we have important two two pieces of oh, news. Sorry yes. to interrupt. No, no, please, please um, interrupt. <laughs> well, first for our overseas friends, um, I don't know how many we have, but this guy, um, Noise Merchant uh, Records, he does a radio show over in the UK, and he also contacted us and let us know that we um, he wants to do a tape run of Nosebleed. Oh, um, hell yeah. It's... I don't think we'll be able to have it available in the U.S., but anybody tune in? We, we might. might. Okay. Hopefully. We'll we see will. if Selfishly, we can get I enough so. copies. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see um, if you want. We'll see. Shout out to but, the U.K. Yeah. Shout out to the um, U.K. <laughs> and then uh, over here, um, we got CDs coming. So Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out for those physical yeah. media items that we, at least I personally love and adore. Yeah, yeah. in February, um, maybe by Bandcamp Friday, yeah, but hopefully. probably by Valentine's Day yeah. at the latest. Yeah. I mean, just at this point, if you aren't already, just follow the band on social media yeah. and you'll hear when they're coming out. Uh, yeah. Cool, yeah, definitely look forward to both those. I know yeah. I am, now that I've heard about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Um, yeah, so on top of all that, yeah, just check out the band, check out the EP if you haven't already. Hopefully you have if you're listening to the episode because that would make sense. Um, <laughs> So, as you may remember from last time, I like to end the interview in the same way um, and get some different recommendations. Now, it's been two years, but what are some of the, I guess, starting local, some of the recent releases or maybe bands that you've just seen over the past like year or so, given how often shows have not have been getting canceled, especially yeah. lately? Um, just who are some of the artists or bands locally that you want to shout out or have been enjoying lately or maybe just underground artists or like friends that aren't maybe based here in Minnesota, just the, the, the shout out corner as we should probably give it a name. Oh my God. That's there not gonna stick. <laughs> are so many. I want to start out with please go stream submissive by Ev. That please. song yeah. is a banger. It came out on new year's Eve, I think. Yeah. New yes. year's Eve of yeah. 2021. Yeah. 
shit goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Um, so that's one big release that I would really want to like shout out because I was like shook when it came out. Like I streamed it so heavy. Shout out Ev Bugsy Allergen Haze Gazer Haze Gazer um, underlined yeah. five times. Mm-hmm. You know um, they have an EP out called Ascension that came yep. out in May last year. Is, like I think some- it was New Year's of twenty twenty one. Was it? It was really early in 2021. Oh, Tia. If I'm not that, mistaken. Yeah, no, I might be lying. I'm w- sorry. Regardless, it is out now. Yeah, please go Check stream. It. <laughs> it is so good. Um, Some other artists that I like in the cities, like musically that I fuck with heavy are like Packrat. I like Packrat's music yeah. a lot. It's We saw him live. That was Oh my God, nuts. it was so cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, so those are some like in the cities that I fuck with heavy Um, outside of the cities. Um... Honestly, a big one that I like a lot. Oh wait, no! Shout out Gully Boys. Obviously, I love yeah. them so much. Well, that also goes without yeah. saying. Like, that's everybody very shouts obvious. out Gully Boys and Bugsy. Yeah. Like that's a given at this yeah. point. Yeah, but they're really <laughs> nice and cool. So yeah, well, that's also everybody true. should shout. Them. Yeah, yeah, they deserve every right. single shout out. And then yeah, so. I shout love out that. to DGB Juice. Shout out to Draco. True. Shout out to fucking Kyoto. Shout out to Trey Five. Shout this- out Skunk. True. Who else? Oh my God! Wait. Oh my God! Wait. wait. <laughs> The oh my god, what music do I listen to? Oh my moment? god, I'm fighting yeah. for my life. Yeah. Um, oh yes, there is this. Um, I love Pink Shift. They're an, a Pink personal Shift, favorite yes. of mine. Yes. I love them so fucking much. They're Shout really out cool. Baltimore. Shout out Baltimore. That entire city is really sick. There's a lot of cool Black Vapors, another really cool band out there. Um, there's this band in Chicago called Overclocked that I've been a fan of since I was like 15. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. so cool. They dropped this album that like literally. Oh, nobody hardly ever like listened to it. And I found it like on a blog when I was like 15. Cause I was like, wow, I'm pretentious about music. And I look I'm at I'm on a blog right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I swore I was like so different. I wasn't. Um, but I found their album is called Pardon Our Dust. And they came out with like this two releases. I want to be an architect, like parts one and two. And they're like really sick. And they've been really supportive of me doing like music. Cause I've been like mutuals and friends with them online for like the last five years, oh, you know? Wow. So I love those guys a lot. And so shout out to them. Shout out to Pink Flag. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Shout out to Pink Flag in DC. They make really cool music. We're not like, we're like mutuals, but we're like, we don't talk very much, but I think that they're really fucking sick. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't talk to people because I'm anxious. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh, the Muslims. Too. The Muslims. Oh yeah. my God. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. I love them so much. I admire them a lot. Just thought of them. They're yeah. Great. Yeah. Like we have like interactions on Twitter every once in a while. And every time I like cry and throw up. They have a, it's a full album, isn't it? The the new one, Fuck These Fucking Fascists. Yes. Yeah. Go stream. Didn't, yeah. they, didn't they get like signed too? They did. Uh, Epitaph. They signed Epitaph. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't think I was thinking of a different band. Marshall, what? They're so. Oh, they were on Don't Panic too. Mm-hmm. Legit. Joe's just fact checking everybody from the corner. <laughs> Love it. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to Don't Panic as well. Like that label is really sick. I see like the stuff that they release and it's yeah. really cool. Well, that, that's so, facts. I don't know. I, um, shout out Big Joni. I don't know. I like, I like when black people do things, I get happy. I don't know. <laughs> that's all. Nice. Uh, do cool. you have any? No. My, my brain is empty. Me too. That's valid. Well, thank you so much for finally getting yeah. to do the interview in person. This was a blast nice. as always. Yes, Hopefully baby. y'all get to play a show sometime soon so we can, lose our goddamn minds once more yeah. once it's safe to do Hopefully. so. Hopefully. Um, we're looking, again, we're check p- out the band. In the meantime, I guess we oh. can maybe try and set up some live stream stuff. Oh, yeah, we yeah. could. Yeah, check out um, live streams. We've got yeah. those coming. Follow the band on everything and stay tuned for those yeah. cassettes and CDs on any other forthcoming yes. events, whether mm-hmm. they are digital or in person. Um, always a pleasure. Thanks again, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. The Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>